Hey, Lurid listeners, would you like a free audiobook? Follow us on Twitter at the KMQ, then tag us in a tweet with I Heart the KMQ, and we'll send you a couple of audiobooks from our Audible library. Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex, it's sexuality, transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism. Play with it, smack it, and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations spanning many literary genres, including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please listen responsibly. Hey, Lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. I am your host, Rose Carraway, and joining me in the studio with sweaty reading glasses is Big Daddy Dave Carraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. I'm already hot. I know. I'm getting, it's like, woo, it's getting steamy up in here. It's hot in my box. I, <laughs> I like that we just switched it up. I think that's yeah. fun. It is. It's fun to switch. It's fun to role play. Exactly. It's fun for power play reasons. <laughs> Well, today we've got some basic training for you lured listeners out there. We've got another sexy story headed your way. Um, this one's crazy hot. It, it, it might be too hot to handle. I mean, I this know. might be the hottest thing Rachel's ever written. Yeah, by Rachel, you mean Rachel the, Kramer Bustle. the phenomenal Rachel Kramer Bustle. You guys know her. You guys love her. I have narrated... I mean, oodles of her audiobooks. We love her dearly. And she wrote a sexy story for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, 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 it's basically fucking hot. So, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's very primal. Um, you know, I kind of want to pick up again on that second person point of view perspective because we're featuring a story today uh, from our In Medias Res anthology, which puts you, the lurid listener or lurid reader, right smack in the midst of things. Um, and that's what Rachel's going to do with her basic training story. You, you get to partake as her main character partakes Mm -hmm. and you get to enjoy and thrill and be seen as her main character is and i don't know that any other point of view could convey all of those things as strongly as second person point of view in fact the inspiration, as you guys know, was Sonny DeSoto's Odd Man, our previous episode. That second-person point of view came from her. Um, she invented it? She she invented it. Uh, <laughs> no, she brought it to my attention. She smacked me in the face with it. And, you know, I wanted to do an entire anthology with it because I really wanted other people to appreciate what I appreciated. Um And, you know, I put a question out there somewhere on social media, and what I got back was interesting. What was the question? Do you like second-person point of view? Some authors came back, um, no, they don't. 
It expects too much of the reader or the listener. It's too much work. It's too hard. Um, and I took it as a personal challenge. And, and frankly, I think I won. I oh, think I we won. won. Um, uh, yes, it's it's unusual. There are You will not find this point of view very often. But when you do... Um, and it's done wow. well. And it's done well. Because it, it, it is a little different. It's, yep. it's challenging to write it. Uh, I did write a story, too, in, in Medias Res, uh, which maybe you guys will get to listen to. One of your finest stories you've ever written, in my opinion. Aww. And has roots to all the way back even before this show. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fun. It might even go back as far as the 90s. Eh, maybe early 2000s, but like way early 2000s. Yeah, like yeah that sounds 2000. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, but, but I just, man, I did. I took it as a personal challenge. The, the hate, like it felt like hate that I was getting on second person point of view. And I hating like, on that second uh, person. That. Like, how dare you tell people how to write what they cannot write? Like, don't you dare write that. Well, I mean, I advocate, if you're a writer, write what you want to write. It may not be liked by everybody, but that's okay. You know, start with writing it for yourself if you need to. But I fully accept that, you know? I don't have any, like, I'm, I'm shaking it off, you know? Like, well, I don't care. <laughs> that's the spirit of this book. Mm-hmm. That sense of, I want to write what I want to write. Damn the critics. Mm-hmm. Damn if it's a bestseller. Yes. Right. That wasn't our point with this book. It was absolutely an exercise of an uh, of an artistic yeah. merit. And I think I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do too. We've from time to time liked to expose you guys to the artistry that is eroticism. I mean. You know, you go to any museum and you'll find paintings that are gorgeous and not everybody likes them, but damn, they speak to you erotically. I think that that's what In Medias Res will do for a lot of people. It does it for me. Um, I love this book. We published it during a very difficult time um, and we all came through. Uh, and I think stronger for it. We fought for erotica in this book and we won. In fact, there's a few authors in this book that um, are no longer writing in erotica. And and so I, I would encourage you to consider buying it uh, because maybe it'll be a collector's item. I don't know. <laughs> but it'll be yours to you know hold and listen to whenever you want, um, which is the best that we could hope for. Uh, so I, I, I'm really thrilled. I'm really excited. I'm honored to feature, obviously, a Rachel Kramer Bustle specialty. Um, so without further ado, here you guys go. Here is Basic Training, written by Rachel Kramer Bustle, featured in In Medias Res, You in the Midst of Things. Don't burn yourselves. <laughs> The phone rings. 
its own unique sound, precisely programmed for the one person who makes a bell go off inside you. It only takes one ring for that special tingle to travel up your arm, soon transferring to the rest of your body, transforming your day from frantic to extremely focused. The ring cuts through everything else, letting you know that today won't be an ordinary day. It can't be with the person on the other end waiting to download his deliciously deviant, kinky desires right into your ear. You remember having your assistant program it. You're too busy running a multi-million dollar magazine to learn such minutiae and getting a special thrill out of the entire process. You didn't tell her who he was, of course, and she'd never ask, but you're pretty sure she's well aware from the way you spoke of the urgency of his calls that they are sexual in nature. Another ring blasts through the room, this time sounding even more urgent. Your heartbeat picks up speed. Yes, there's also a customized ringtone on your personal cell, but he likes to call on this one to overpower you with technology at a moment's notice, to slice away your powerful work persona and remind you who's really in charge. You can't lie to yourself. You like it, too. No, that's not quite right. You love it. Love knowing that at any moment, your veneer of ambition and strength and fierceness can be swept away. Your designer blouse and pencil skirt and fancy heels ripped off you like rags. You may still have them on, but you feel him watching you naked with those devouring blue eyes, even before you've pressed the fateful button to hear his voice. The ring reminds you, as if you needed reminding, that you are utterly powerless to the commands of the man who can make you do the most outlandish things without you ever questioning why. It doesn't matter that the rest of your office is buzzing with activity, that your inbox is also pinging seemingly nonstop with editors' urgent queries, advertisers needing answers, photographers with images to approve. All of that fades into a quiet hum beneath that special ring. Sometimes he calls and simply says your name, his voice a mix of purr and growl that sends heat centering between your legs and has you clenching there in anticipation of whatever perversions he has in store. You haven't spoken in a week, a seeming eternity. He's been busy with his own business, but you know it's more than that. He's been busy making you wait, lording his power over you until you're practically ready to claw the walls. You're not married or even dating, as the oh-so-quaint phrase goes, and you're certainly not monogamous, but he has an even stronger grip on you than any of those more ordinary vows might. You learned this early on after you started seeing him, when that craving overtook you and you picked up a man even bigger and burlier than him who seemed like he'd be the perfect way to sate your kinky appetite, to make you thrash and beg and cry, to return home aching and fulfilled. You ached, but you weren't fulfilled in the least. That hunger didn't vanish until a few days later when he made you tell him every single detail, what color the whip was, how many fingers he crammed inside you, how many strokes of his hand he received, 
whether he covered your mouth or let you scream. You revealed all of this with your wrists tied behind you, another rope pressed against your pussy lips in a way that teased more than anything. If he sensed you weren't fully truthful, he upped the ante. First, tweezer clamps to your nipples. Then, slaps against each breast. Your mind raced for any factoid you might have left out inadvertently. So when the phone finally rings, it doesn't matter that it's a Tuesday morning at ten, that so many decisions await your final word. His is the only word that matters at this exact moment. Hello, sir, you say, striking what you hope is the perfect balance between cool, calm, collected, and completely at his service. Clear your schedule tomorrow, comes across the line. The two of you are so far behind social niceties, you'd be shocked if he deferred to the utterly commonplace hello. In fact, it's that brusqueness that turned you on from the beginning when he seemed to intuit what you wanted before you could even process it. At the kinky party, you'd attend it as a favor to a friend. You'd wound up with a gag in your mouth and his fist inside you. Your devotion to him was immediate and magnetic, the kind of powerful lust you'd never experienced before. So his assumption that you're just waiting for his instructions is something you can't deny, even when you wish you weren't quite so eager. He knows exactly how eager you are and never lets you forget it. You don't say okay because your consent, your enthusiasm, and your need has already been declared in countless ways over countless phone calls just like this over the past two years of getting to know each other's minds and bodies as intimately as two people possibly can. You've never revealed this side of yourself to any of your friends because you were sure they wouldn't understand, and for the first time in your life, you don't need them to. Of course, you both know that should a true emergency arise, his carefully calibrated plans can be altered, but you avoid that at all costs. Part of the fun is the surprise, the shift in who you are around everyone else you know and who you are around him. You like knowing he is the puppet master, taking care over which string to pull for maximum effect. Instead of saying okay, you say, it's done, already calculating what you'll push off to accommodate him. And make sure you get a full eight hours of sleep. You'll need every minute of it. I'll know if you don't. Eat a healthy dinner, no dessert, not even one of your precious thin mint cookies. You'll be amply rewarded tomorrow if you're successful. It's almost pathetic how well he knows that you love a challenge, but it's true, you do, especially the kind he grants you. You also know that's all he has to say about it. You won't disobey, even if you could get away with it, because you'd know you'd betrayed him. He's wormed his way into your psyche so well that the few times you've tried to skirt his rules, you've told him about it anyway, partly out of guilt, partly craving the kind of punishment only he can dole out. But even then, it wasn't worth it, knowing you'd let him down and that his rewards are even more magnificent than his punishments. Don't worry about dressing up for me. I'll have you naked as soon as you walk in the door. Then the line goes dead. Neither of you is into endearments. Why waste time when you can convey so much simply with a tone of voice, a hint, a promise, a command? 
You float through the rest of your workday, but your mind is only half on work. The rest of you is already wondering what awaits you at his palatial home. You've already done so much with him there, including a backdoor bondage barbecue where you got trussed up and petted, fed and used by those guests who desired to touch you while he looked on proudly. Sometimes it's just the two of you, but either way, you get to escape all the trappings and present yourself as you truly are, the needy, eager, hungry, horny girl who'll do anything for the man she loves. No, yours isn't the typical love story, but you don't care. You tried the normal way for too many years, with men and women who acted like doms in the bedroom sometimes, who were even good at making you cry out in pain in the most delicious ways, but couldn't take their kink beyond that realm. You wanted more, and at 47, you've damn well earned it. The next morning, you're up at five, your stomach somersaulting, but not with nerves. You've slept divinely on the sheets he selected for you, in the nightie he got you that says mine across the front of its delicate black material in white script. So you know who you belong to, he'd whispered in your ear the first time he slept over. Eyes still bleary from sleep, you throw on your exercise clothes and go for a light jog, knowing you'll need stamina for whatever he has planned. He wouldn't summon you on a workday if it weren't for something extra special. That much you've learned. He respects your work, honors it even, so you're well aware that when he does interrupt it, he has very specific reasons to do so. In the shower after the run, you make sure you're sleek and smooth all over. Your fingers linger for a few moments over your clit, hard and swollen already as you think about his face, his dark stubble, those piercing eyes, those magical lips. You survey your closet because even though he said it doesn't matter, you still save your favorite outfits for him. You actually have several new pieces you've purchased with him in mind. It's not like you're an A-list celebrity who can't be seen in the same dress twice, but more that you like to look fresh and new for him, and you can afford to up the ante. You do wear them again, but he gets first dibs. Plus, it gives shopping, a task you normally loathe, a special thrill knowing he'll be the one to see you in all your glory. Today, you choose a glittery black beaded gown more suitable to a formal evening out than an early morning date, but you love the way it clings to your curves and especially the open back that dips right above your ass. You forego stockings and jewelry, heeding his words, but do indulge in your favorite heels, the black ones covered in silver spikes more suitable to a dominatrix, but that somehow work perfectly with the dress. Be ready in ten, he texts at eight, and you're grateful you've already gotten yourself caffeinated and are sitting pretty. He picks you up himself, rather than sending a driver, which is a mixed blessing. Often, he joins you in the back seat, making you put on a show for the driver, sliding your skirt all the way up, your panties to your ankles, your pussy lips wet as you stroke them. He greets you with a devilish grin and slides his hand up between your thighs, moving in for a kiss just as his touch contacts your slit. He lingers there, his fingers light and teasing, while his teeth go in the opposite direction, sinking down against your tongue the moment you slither it inside, 
pressing down until you whimper. Then he licks along your lips in the lightest of measures while pressing a thumb firmly against your clit. All that foreplay is over in an instant, though, just as you've sunk into his embrace. Good morning, beautiful. I hope you got plenty of sleep, because I'm going to be putting you through your paces today, he says. You open your mouth, then quickly shut it. He's goading you to ask just so he can deny you. He smirks as the realization washes across your face. You'll see in a little while. Let's just say for now that I have some basic training for you today. You don't try to suss out what that could mean, knowing it might be anything. Instead, you simply bask in the knowledge that while the rest of the world is engaging in typical Wednesday activities, you're off on some adventure the person who knows you best in the world has planned just for you. You make small talk during the short drive, your curiosity only rising when you notice an unusual number of cars parked along the large driveway. Yes, we have some company, and they're eager to meet you. He brings you into the house, which gleams all over, spotless as always. You'd been a bit overwhelmed by its grandeur the first time you visited, but by now you've gotten used to all that space. More rooms for you to christen, as he likes to say. But like I told you, you won't be needing this gorgeous dress, will you? Should I take it off? Let me, he says, stepping behind you to carefully undo the lone button holding the garment to you, letting you step out of it. Keep the shoes. You've skipped both bra and panties, despite your voluminous drawers bursting with the merest wisps of sexy lace delicates. If he says he wants you naked, he means it. Good girl, he says, appraising you with his eyes and with a hand that roams its way along your neckline and down. You haven't been a girl in decades, but you love the sound of that word as it leaves his lips. He's not the type to give unearned praise. Are you ready to meet everyone? Some women would be nervous about walking into a room full of strangers completely naked. You'd have been one of them before you met him. But you've grown a lot in these last two years, pushed yourself beyond what you'd previously thought is your physical and emotional limits. He's seen you fall apart, and he's more than aptly put you back together. You like the idea of entering into the unknown, as long as he's by your side. You are partners in, if not crime, then erotic mischief. He takes your hand, and you walk slightly behind him, fighting a wave of shyness the closer you get to his grandiose downstairs playroom. That's its official name. Listed as such by the real estate agent, he told you with a chuckle, but surely they hadn't anticipated the kinky wonderland he'd turned it into. He'd set up a massive home dungeon, complete with every kind of sex toy, whip, paddle, and cane you could imagine, and then some. He told you the first time he took you down here that if you wanted to be with him for more than a night, you'd have to be willing to try everything. You could always stop if you truly couldn't stand something, but he only wanted the kind of woman willing to say yes first, to trust him completely. You'd been a little nervous then to agree, but had gone with your gut and hadn't been disappointed. Your previous sexual couplings felt like a teenager's awkward fumbling compared to what the two of you got up to in here. 
Now you gasp as you see a video playing on the widescreen TV mounted on the wall of you with a ball gag in your mouth, swinging in the air as he beats you with a red suede flogger, the perfect complement to the red ball between your lips. He'd warned you that everything that happened in the room gets taped, but you'd figured that was just for his own private amusement. Seeing yourself splayed out like that, intimately recalling each blow from the hardest strikes across your breasts to the lighter teases against your thighs, sends a shudder of excitement through you. It's only then you notice a group of men hungrily watching you. Gentlemen, this is Clara. You've been getting to know her body of work, as it were, over the last hour. But now that she's here in the flesh, you have something even more beautiful to feast your eyes on. I hope you liked seeing her with that gag in her mouth, because today, it's your cocks that are going to gag her. You look around as bolts of mortification mixed with desire pool in your pussy. You freeze as his hand fists in your long, thick hair. Clara is the best cocksucker I've ever had, and she's got some stiff competition. Luckily for you, it's her absolute favorite thing to do in the world, so I wanted to give her a little taste test, so to speak. I called you here at such an early hour because I didn't know how long it would take her to suck off all five of you horny bastards, and I wanted to give her as much time as she needs, though she will get bonuses for fast work. Now, just so we're clear, this, he pinches your bottom lip and you dutifully open your mouth, is for you. Fuck her mouth any way you please. This, he spreads open your shaved bare pussy lips, just as he'd done for his driver, is for me. You can touch the rest of her, but her cunt is all mine. Oh, and so is this, he adds, spinning you around and holding open your ass cheeks. You're mortified, your fair skin flaming with heat, but it's also the hottest possible thing you can imagine. You confess to him once that sucking cock turns you on even more than getting fucked or fisted or spanked or anything else two people can do in bed together. You've been with two men at once and three one time at a sex party with him, but they'd each used different holes. Five blowjobs in a row? You wonder for a moment if your jaw will start to ache, but you stop as he explains how it will be set up. Since this is a training session, Clara, you're going to be graded on how well you perform. Deep throating gets you extra points, as does swallowing their cum. There will also be some special challenges as you make your way through, and you'll all be given a lunch break. The men are allowed to touch you in the designated areas that aren't off-limits and talk to you. I'll be watching every single one, and at the end, I'm going to fuck you like I've never fucked you before. This was the kind of thing he'd mused about in bed with you, one of umpteen outrageous sexual fantasies that he'd test out on you when he was fucking or spanking you, or between breaks when he went down on you. He was a dom, but the kind who knew how to eat pussy like it was a gourmet meal. But to actually go ahead and arrange it, complete with guys who were all extremely hot and hung, that was a whole other level of erotic organizational skills. And in case you're wondering, everyone turned in a clean test. I wouldn't chance something like that, he says in your ear. 
Then, turning to the group as a whole, the men sprawled across leather couches, sitting in chairs, and on the floor, he says, You each have a number, so I want you to line up according to those. Clara is going to start with number one and make her way to five. You can watch or participate or simply hang out down here until she's completed her duties. She will be graded by me, like in the Olympics, but the prizes are far sexier than any medal could ever hope to be. You will take your cues from Clara. If she needs a break, she gets one. But knowing her, she won't. She likes it rough, but I'll be supervising to make sure nobody gets hurt. You've given your consent to have Clara, me, or any of the other men touch you as well. There may be several challenges for Clara as she makes her way through all of you, but they should not affect her ability to give the best blowjob you'll ever receive. You can tell your face is getting even redder at being spoken of like this. A prized competitor to be passed around, yet you're not competing with anyone else. Only yourself and your lust and your mouth's endless hunger for more and more cock. You recall one time when you told him you wished he could get hard again right after he fucked you so you could suck him all over again. Maybe that's what's prompted today. No matter. You have to get ready. Can I have some water? You ask him, and he hands you a fresh bottle. As you start to take the first sip, his fingers reach for your nipples, pressing them flat. You make sure not to choke, swallowing coolly as the heat works its way from your breasts upward. Oh yeah, she loves having her nipples pinched. The harder, the better. You don't know what it is about being spoken of like this in front of this group of men you've never seen in your life and probably won't ever see again, but it's making you so horny. You're not sure if you can wait until the end when your pussy is already throbbing with need. You finish your sip, handing off the bottle to him while he stares deep into your eyes. He doesn't say it, but you know he's conveying his love, his pride, and his desire for you to show off what you do best. You're about to smile when he raises his hand and slaps you hard across the cheek. Tears immediately spring to your eyes, the good kind, the kind you both love. But you also know that if he were to stand here all day and slap you, your legs would tremble so much you'd be in danger of falling. There'll be time for plenty of love slaps later. I've arranged these men in random order, so you'll have a variety of cocks to suck, some longer, some thicker. You're to do it the way you're told, and if you disobey, there will be consequences. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready, you say. Grateful that he sprung this on you as a surprise, because who could ever be prepared for a fellatio gangbang? If you'd known about it in advance, you'd have tossed and turned in anticipation all night, and your sex would be even more swollen than it is now. The men have all stripped down to their birthday suits, their naked flesh taunting you. Before you've had a chance to fully survey all the gleaming muscles, the husky, hairy chests, the cocks standing at attention, one man steps forward. I'm Greg, he says, and I can't wait to feel your lips right here. He brings your hand around his cock, and you ignore the fact that you don't know anything about this sexy stranger aside from his name. You trust your dom to know not just what's best for you, but what will push you past your comfort zone and into somewhere new and electrifying. Your dom steps back while Greg pulls you in for a kiss. 
He's a foot taller than you, even in your heels, and his mouth seems to engulf yours. For a moment, you forget about your audience until he squeezes your ass and they start to hoot and holler. Greg drags you over to a chair and sits in it, then shoves you onto your knees, your high heels in the air behind you. Just that act alone makes your pussy get even tighter. If it were just you and your dom, you'd be begging him to fuck you right now, but you can't, so you breathe in the scent of Greg's cock, your lips trembling as they feel the heat of his hardness so near. As you go to put the head in your mouth, he stops you by grabbing your hair. Not yet, you horny girl. Lick from the bottom of the shaft upward. Lick hard. You do as you're told, even though you desperately want to taste the pearl of precum you noticed at the tip. You can feel movement around you, and when you open your eyes after reaching the top, you see men with their dicks in their hands surrounding you. Now trace the head with that talented tongue, Greg says. So you do, circling it as you feel him swelling beneath you. Put your fingers in your pussy and then bring them to my mouth, he says. You slam two fingers inside you, grateful for a moment of sexual relief, then offer them to him. He sucks them hard, and you struggle not to do the same with his cock, but keep circling. He bites your fingers, making you shudder deeply. Very good. You like to swallow it all, don't you? Greg asks. You nod in response and feel someone else cupping your breasts, another warm cock brushing your back as someone kisses your neck. You silently curse your dom for banning anyone else from touching your pussy, because right now, you could really use some stimulation there. Then take it all, or I'll have to come all over your face and deprive you of winning this thing, he says, shoving his cock down your throat. It's a sudden movement, and you have to adapt, especially as the fingers are now pinching your nipples even more strongly, but you love every second. You take a deep breath through your nose and savor the feeling of his thick, hard cock pressing against the roof of your mouth. You suck on it, grateful to feel it harden even more. Greg moans, and you hear a smattering of clapping. You don't know exactly how your dom is grading you, but you are completely sure this blowjob deserves top marks. As you start to rise up, his hand presses lightly against the top of your head, keeping you in place for a few extra seconds. Then his hand guides you up and down, your lips wrapped around his firmness, saliva dripping down your chin. Disappointingly, the pinch on your nipples has disappeared. When Greg pulls you up and off of him, you open your eyes and pant from both exertion and disappointment. Keep fucking her face. She loves it. You hear your dom call from a distance. You look up to meet his eyes, and he gives you that smile that makes you melt. But there's no time for melting. There's a hard cock that needs your urgent attention. You wrap your hand around the base and guide the head to your pursed lips, pushing it in slowly as you look up at Greg. His blissed-out expression makes you smile, as much as you are able to anyway as you keep staring at him and swallow him inch by inch until your lips are as far down as they can go. Yes, just like that, he says, and in that moment you stop caring about your own aches and desires and focus entirely on him. You maintain eye contact until you absolutely must stop, then savor the heat emanating from him, the feel of the veins along his shaft, 
Soon, he starts pumping upward. You shift your hands to his hips and let him slam up into you until he's on that edge. You can tell before he even says anything, and moments later, a burst of cum sails into your mouth. You swallow the moment it makes contact and keep swallowing until there's nothing left, each drop giving you something you didn't even know you'd been craving. Eventually, he slides you off of him and drags you toward him for one more kiss. What do we think, gentlemen? Your dome calls out. What grade does Clara deserve? Numbers sail through the air, and you realize you're being graded from zero to 100. They settle on a 95. Good, but not good enough. Gentlemen, number two is Kyle, says your dom, leading you over to a mattress he's set up, which sports a slim man just a bit taller than you, with shaggy brown hair down to his shoulders and a casual look to him. You can pretty much picture him hanging at the beach all day, a fact enhanced by his tan, one that even seems to extend to his cock. He's only half hard, but you know that won't be a problem for long. Kyle is a little more romantic if that word can be applied to this surreal situation. He pulls you up, so the length of your body covers his and gives you a dazzling smile, then kisses your lips and your neck. You smell good, he says, inhaling deeply. Already, you can feel him getting harder. I know I can't lick you, but I want to look at your pussy while you suck me off. Is that okay? He asks in a whisper that thrills you. You agree and are soon hyper-aware of exactly what he sees while you shift to accommodate this position. He runs his hands up and down your body, slowly slipping off your shoes. It's as delicious as it looks your dom says, as your mouth is poised halfway down Kyle's cock. Clearly, he's talking to Kyle about your pussy. Get a closer look, why don't you? He says, pulling up the hood of your clit to reveal your proud nub. Maybe next time you can stick your tongue right there, he says, drawing a finger along your slit. At the words, next time, you automatically push down even more. Your dom doesn't stop playing with your clit, but keeps circling it with his thumb. You almost want to ignore his touch so you can give Kyle the blowjob he deserves. But you're still human, still horny, and still amazed that any of this is happening. Someone starts to stroke your hair while someone else rubs the side of your cheek. You open your eyes to see a man standing before you, fondling Kyle's balls. Your pussy tightens, and you suck even more vigorously, both loving the sensation and eager to get to the end so your dom will fill your cunt, preferably with his cock, but at this point, almost anything will do. You think you're ready for Kyle's stream. After all, he's only BJ number two, but he has so much cum, some of it dribbles out of your mouth. You rush to lick as much of it up as possible, your tongue colliding with that of the man who'd been playing with Kyle's balls. You lick him together, then kiss, and boy is he an amazing kisser. Turns out his name is Gabe, and he's number three. You barely notice anything about him aside from his talented tongue, but as you separate from Kyle, you notice Gabe is short, a little chubby, and cute in a nerdy kind of way. That was super hot, Gabe says to you, and even though you're surrounded by other guys, it feels intimate and special. 
You've truly shared a moment, albeit a moment amidst an oral fuckfest. I want you to go nice and slow and pay attention to my balls. Can you do that? He asks, cupping your chin so you're facing him. I can try, you say. Sometimes you simply want to take it all the way down, but you're good at following direct orders. Gabe wants to move to the couch, so you do. It's big enough that you can shift to the end of it and have plenty of room, although you're well aware that your ass is in the air. You're even more aware of it when a familiar hand smacks your ass, sending you bouncing against Gabe's weighty balls. Clara, you're going to have to multitask on this one. I'm going to spank you, and the smacks are going to get hard and harder, but you can't stop unless you need to use your safe word. Do you understand? You have one of Greg's balls in your mouth as your dom is talking, so you take it out and say meekly, yes, before diving right back in. The slaps from his hand only last a few rounds. By the time Greg's told you that you can suck the head of his thick cock, a paddle is being used on your ass. The blows sting, which you love, but they also jostle you, so you have to be very focused on your assigned task. Greg's dick isn't as long as the other two, but the thickness makes it more of a challenge. You stretch your lips and press down, rewarded by his groan of pleasure and fingers back on your cheek. The spanking is getting even more intense and tears start running down your cheeks. You're a little embarrassed at this display in front of strangers, but you want to do right by your dom and by Gabe, and so you keep on sucking as vigorously as you can. You get a small break from the smacks before your dom starts up again, this time with what you're pretty sure is a ruler. You have a feeling your juices are dripping onto the couch, but you know he won't mind. I really want you to swallow all my cum. Can you do that for me, Clara? Gabe asks, with a very serious tone, like your answer is of the utmost consequence. Mm-hmm, you murmur around his dick, even as the ruler keeps marking the fleshiest part of your ass and occasionally slapping against your upper thighs. Good, because it's coming soon, he says, no trace of the nerdy boy in him now. In just moments, Gabe's cum is jetting into your mouth, and you swallow frantically as your dom somehow seems to up the ante on his wax. Whereas normally you'd cry out in the kind of pain you love to suffer through or be made to count off, now you can't, so your pain is swallowed inside you just as you swallow down Gabe's wave after wave of hot, salty cream. When you're done... Your dom lets Gabe and Kyle rub soothing cream onto your ass, while the two men still left give you a round of applause. That was even better than I thought it would be, Gabe says. A plus. You beam, proud that you've satisfied the three of them so far, and even prouder that your dom also has a twinkle in his eye. Indeed, he says. Let's take a small break so Clara can refuel. You're both relieved and disappointed, your mouth is a little sore, but there's an adrenaline rush of what's happening, too. You feel like you could take on ten more cocks, though your pussy would probably protest the lack of attention. You all shift to a table that's now laden with cheese and crackers, grapes, water, and juices. You hesitate. How do you make small talk after that? Can I slip into a robe, you ask, as you make a plate for yourself? When you're done, your dom replies. 
You don't want to deprive these men of looking at your gorgeous tits, do you? In fact, I think they need some adornment. You stuff a cube of cheese in your mouth and savor it. He returns quickly with a pair of nipple clamps you've never seen before. They have little sparkly purple gems dangling from them. You swallow a bite of cracker and watch as he fastens them. It's a wicked addition because you are now wild with the need to have your pussy stuffed full. He knows this well, but all he gives you is a wink before grabbing some food for himself. Clara, you should give my girlfriend some pointers, says Greg. Everyone laughs, but the truth is you'd be more than happy to join another woman in kneeling before Greg. Anytime, you reply, then catch yourself. I mean, as long as I have permission. After about half an hour, which passes more smoothly than you'd have expected, you're ready for the final two cocks, those belonging to Neil and Troy, who you've now been introduced to. And now I have another treat for you, your dom says. Since you're well fortified, I figured you'd be able to double-team Neil and Troy and suck them both off at once in that slutty mouth of yours. What do you think? Mortification floods through you as you look from your dom to each of the men in turn. You're all still naked while you're wearing the clamps. You told him one time that this was yet another fantasy, and you thought he'd forgotten, but clearly he hasn't. The three of you go over to the bed, and you can't help but wonder if they've done this before, if their cocks have ever been pressed up against each other in someone's mouth, or when they were alone. They get on their knees so their cocks are as close together as possible, and you lick one head, then the other. A hand reaches for your neck, resting there with just a hint of pressure, and you immediately tremble. Only your dom has made you dance along the edge of danger like that before, his hand constricting your breath as he made you look at him until he let go. This hand, you're not sure whose, is softer but is anything but gentle. You open wider, knowing your dom is watching you extra closely. You suck one cockhead, then the next, then use your hands to push both into your mouth at once. You force yourself to breathe deeply through your nose as you marvel at how good it feels. You can't fit more than the head of both of them, but you don't mind. Keep going, pretty little slut, one of them says, and the pressure against your neck increases. You do because that's who you really are. Your pussy is so wet you can barely control yourself as you gorge on these two men, coming up for air as needed. Those are very pretty lips, one of them says, holding your face in place as the pressure on your neck eases up. Both men pull their dicks out at the same time, then all of a sudden a cock is slapping against your lips and at the same time ice cubes are slipping up your pussy. Yes, you'd silently beg to be filled up, but ice cubes? Your dom certainly knows how to be sadistic, and the icy cubes feel like they keep on coming, held in place by his expert hands. The hand against your neck drops away, and you're disappointed. But it's not long before both cocks are being slapped against your lips. You open them as wide as you can and stick out your tongue. Your hair is grabbed from the very root, yanking your head further back, and other hands grab your breasts. 
You're pretty sure every guy in the room is doing something to you as teeth sink into your exposed neck just as a spurt of cum starts to land on your tongue. You close your lips and hurriedly swallow, then open back up for more. Both men are coming. You can tell without looking as you scramble to get it all. The hand in your hair tightens as the teeth sink in deeper and another ice cube presses hard against your clit. Then fingers are pushing all the cum that landed on your face into your mouth. You suck on the thick, salty, invading fingers in a sexual frenzy as you tighten around the cubes. You finally dare to open your eyes when you feel like your face is clean and the movements, save for the icy fingers, have stopped. You're sure you'll have a hickey, but your assistant can cover that. You look down and see Neil's and Troy's cocks, clean and flaccid. They give each other a hearty kiss that makes you clench the cubes yet again. Well, gentlemen, what grade do you think Clara deserved for her training today? One hundred, they all say, and you smile modestly. Very well, he says. Feel free to email me any areas where she could improve. He pulls you up, one hand still holding the ice in. Make yourselves at home. We're going to go upstairs now. Bye, everyone, you say, not sure whether to be grateful that you're departing so soon. You'd have liked to, well, talk a little more, but that's not up to you. You're being trained, after all. I have a surprise for you, your dom says. A bonus, if you will. You walk into his bedroom, and there is another man, one more gorgeous than even the other hunks. He's got a beautiful smile, and he's bald, a particular fetish of yours you once confessed to your dom. He's also got a cock even bigger than your dom's and definitely bigger than any of the ones you've just had in your mouth. If you're up for it, your dom says. Trevor here would love to have your pretty lips wrapped around him while I fuck the hell out of you. He's been watching everything that's happened downstairs. I told him he was allowed as long as he didn't come. He actually told me that no girl has ever been able to give him a blowjob anywhere close to the ones I've bragged about from you, because they keep having to stop because they couldn't take all of him. He's ten inches. But I told him you could do it, and I know you won't let me down, will you? Of course not, you say, even though you're sure of no such thing. But you're also so weak with relief that you will finally, finally get fucked the way you've been dreaming of since this day began. Very good, he says. Trevor leans back against a pillow, his cock already rock hard. I had to really restrain myself from not jerking off while I watched you, Clara. It's like you're born for this. You settle into a comfortable position. Your pussy is so eager, it's almost painful. You feel the head of your dom's cock rub against your opening, but you know he won't start until you do. Yes, Trevor's dick is even more of a challenge than the double BJ you just gave. It's so wide and thick and long, but you're determined not to let anyone in this room down, especially not yourself. You focus your entire being on getting the head inside. You make your jaw go slack and press down, keeping your eyes closed so you can fully concentrate. When the tip of your dom's cock enters you, it's unlike any other time he's fucked you. He pushes in further, 
you hear him open the lube bottle, even though this time you aren't sure you need it. With every thrust he delivers, you're able to swallow more of Trevor. You open your eyes when your dom is balls deep and see that you still have a few inches left. But Trevor is smiling, so you focus on maintaining your progress. You slide up, running your tongue along the shaft, then slide back. It gets easier, and you vow that one day you will take Trevor all the way down, no matter how often you have to practice. You've been using your hands for leverage, but your dom grabs them, yanking them behind your back, so all you are is the hole he's fucking and the hole Trevor is using. Trevor takes a cue from your dom and places a hand against your head. Both of them push into you, pounding you, stretching you to your limits. You come, tightening around your dom's cock, not caring that you didn't ask for permission. You know you've gotten to him because soon he's coming inside you. Those final punishing thrusts, the hardest ones yet. You can tell Trevor is about to burst. You ease up a little, but he pushes you down. I've got you, your dom says, as he eases out and strokes your face. You look up into his eyes, your pussy finally sated, and feel the heat of his love washing over you. You try to smile back with your eyes as you prepare to take Trevor's load. When it comes, it's like a huge blast, all his eagerness from a morning of watching you suck cock distilled into one huge surge of cum. You act on instinct, getting every last drop down without taking your lips off Trevor. The salty liquid tastes like pure victory. When you're done, you collapse onto the bed. Your dom brings you your red silk robe that he bought you for your visits and wraps it around you. Trevor quietly exits the room, so it's just the two of you. You were amazing. You passed with flying colors. I would never want to disappoint you, you say. You haven't, he replies. He roots around in his bedside drawer and hands you a trophy with a huge, realistic cock on top, glistening in gold. Best BJ giver. I already knew you'd win. This was just a warm-up. There's more in store for you. You laugh. Clear your schedule for next Wednesday, because round two is coming. You lean your head against his chest and smile. You can't wait. Rachel Kramer Bussell is a New Jersey-based author, editor, blogger, and event organizer. She writes widely about sex, dating, books, pop culture, feminism, and body image. All right, Lurid listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's story. Woo! That was... Woo! <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That was... Turn the air Basic on. Training, written by the illustrious Rachel Kramer Bussell. And if you are not following her right now on Twitter, do so. At Raquelita, R-A-Q-U-E-L-I-T-A. If you are not following us on Twitter already, please do so right now at the KMQ so that you don't miss out on any of our audiobook giveaways. By the way, if you tweet us, I heart the KMQ right now, we will send you two audiobooks from our Audible library. 
give us a call at 202-810-KISS. If you want more sexy stories and would like to support the show, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Remember to leave us a review so that more lurid listeners like you can find us. Audio production by Big Daddy, Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Audio K, Nylor, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivich. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by In Medias Res, You in the Midst of Things. Edited by me, Rose Carraway, and published by Stupid Fish Productions. Produced by Big Daddy Dave Carraway. All right, you guys. Love you. See you soon. Stupid fish. I want to put my face inside your entire body and go. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Okay, that'll do. Oh, my God.